This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hi there, and welcome into Small Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michelle Smallman, and you've entered episode 12 of Small Talk. Apologies to fans of the pod that we accidentally skipped last week, but we were all unavailable. Chris Files, our producer and editor, was out of town on vacation. Tom went to Montreal for a bachelor party, and I went up to Chicago for a long weekend for Lollapalooza, uh, both of which you'll hear about later in the pod once we have Steve join us. Let's just say uh, interesting weekends had by all. Uh, But again, sorry that we had to skip a week. We'll try not to make a habit of that, I promise. So since, like always, when we get Tom and Steve on, we end up rambling and rambling for God knows how long about stuff. We're going to scrap through random things and just bring in Saruti and Freeze Pops and get this thing going. So, Tom, Steve, what's up? What's up? Yo. Tom, you're sounding a little scratchy today. What's going on? Uh, I got a cold. Fighting through a cold here, <laughs> but I'm still over. here to play. No, not hungover. Mm, I got a cold. Likely story. Yeah, suspect. I don't, I don't know if I believe <laughs> it. The only thing is I know you wouldn't lie no. to us about that. You would tell us if you were hungover or not. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, just a cold. This is my Jordan flu game. Nice, nice. Okay, great. Um, hopefully you play as well. Yeah. Meh. Unlikely. Unlikely. Um, Okay, well, here's what I want to start with. Honestly, if anyone should be sick as we're recording this podcast, it should be me because I am coming off. I know. I know. Well, I'm going to brag about it and actually, uh, like, shame myself. I actually, I don't even agree with you, but yeah, continue. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll get to that, Tom. Let's not jump ahead. But so I'm coming off uh, a a long weekend in Chicago. That's actually why we didn't have a podcast last week, because I had to take the train up immediately after the show on Thursday to go to Chicago because... I've never been to a music festival before, and it was on my bucket list. And my friends were like, come to Chicago. We'll go to Lollapalooza. It'll be awesome. So we got tickets. After I did my show on Friday, I went over there. And I have to tell you guys, I have never been older in my entire life than I was this weekend at Lollapalooza. I, I don't know a ton awesome. about Lollapalooza other than, like, everyone says how awesome it is. But it's, is it, like, what – is it – it's not Coachella. It's no. not, you know, whatever. It, it, like, what's the deal? Is it, like – so you think it's young people? Okay, let me give you a scouting report, and then I'll give you a story. So it is literally tens of thousands of teenagers from, like, Midwestern suburbs that have been unleashed on the city. And they're all in, like, crop tops and bandanas, and they're all on drugs, and they're all just, like, sweaty and annoying and taking selfies. And it was just, I I was like, what is happening? Like, where are your parents? How did they, like, <laughs> let you do this? My dad would never let me do this when I was your age. So I here's how I knew immediately that I was just, like, way too old to be there. So the first day I get there Friday, I'm, I'm standing in line to get in, and it's packed. You're, like, sardines, like, hundreds of people trying to get in. And this group of teenagers was behind me, you know, maybe, like, four or five guys and four or five girls. And uh, the dudes, you know, I'm on my phone, like, texting people because I was by myself. I was going to meet my friends after my show. And the dudes are, like, trying to chat me up, and I'm like, get out of here. Like, I can't be bothered with you. You're way too young, right? Like, so visibly annoyed. So the one dude, like, with a camel back and, like, an American flag bandana on, like, saddles up to me. And he goes, hey, you know, you're pretty hot. And I was like, get out of here, man. Shoot your shot. And he goes. Yo, shoot your shot. Shoot your <laughs> yeah, shoot or shoot, right? But then he goes, he follows it up with, what grade are you in? <laughs> That's a compliment to you. What you, you should, why are you mad about that? I go, I looked at him and I go, what grade am I in? That's then, really funny. And then the girls that are with him go, oh my God, Jason, clearly she's in college. 
Okay. Uh, wait, so this I'm, kid was in high school. He yeah. was in, they were all 17. So then I looked at the girl and I go, how old do you think I am? And she goes, 21. And I go, yes, you're right. And she goes, what school do you go to? And I said, Illinois. I was just playing along and they all start squealing and they're like, that's where we're going to school next oh, year. Geez. And I was like, oh my wow. God, what did I get myself into? So I've yet to hear a bad thing. Like this is like everyone just complimented you on how young you look. Like what? Where, yeah. Where, like clearly, what's wrong here? clearly my yeah, face creams are working. A humble brag. Yeah. No, it's not a humble brag because then I'm like, what am I doing? Like all my friends are at home with their kids. Like what yeah. am I doing thinking that like I'm cool enough to come here and like watch Post Malone with these preteens. Like it was just like I realized that this stage of my life, like that fun, carefree, like young teenage and like college part of my life, was so far gone. So you were just done. So that I mean, I consider I consider that being like what was that like Thought Central, like Thought and Bro Central? <laughs> yes, pretty much for sure. Just like girls wearing shirts that aren't actually shirts. Oh like, my god, like bandanas. I went to see Goldlink on Saturday, like. After Friday, I'll, I'll tell you guys about my Post Malone experience here in a second. But Saturday, I went to see Goldlink. I'm like, I only want to see a handful of bands. I'm going out to dinner with my girlfriends tonight. Like, I'm going to pop in. And I'm standing there, and it's like a very tight crowd again. And there are these girls standing next to me, and they have no tops on, just like glitter pasted all over their chest. Hot. This <laughs> and, sounds like Free Spops' dream. I mean, yeah. Oh, my God. Tom would have been in heaven. So then this is, again, how I know I, oh, I'm old because I am thinking to myself, okay, so you guys collectively thought this was a good idea. How did you get it to stick? Don't you know how hot it is? That's, that's going to sweat off. Like, you know, you're in this crowd with all uh, these people that are going to be slamming into you that can't be comfortable. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, oh, wow, awesome idea. Like, you know, I don't know. It, I just knew that I was way too old to be there. I'm not a big music festival guy uh, just because I don't really love the idea of just hours and hours and hours of just standing well, and being in a huge... Well, that's what I'm saying. And I'm also not into like that drug scene like hard. Yeah. So I'm not trying to like do that, you know? So just a Bud Light guy, you know? Yeah, Bud out, Light. Having a good time. Exactly. Totally. Hat, hanging out. Maybe a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yes, flip flops, cargo shorts, the whole deal. Right, exactly. Tommy so, like, is what we like to call it. Yes. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm kind of out on music festivals. I love concerts because it's you know confined. You're in and out in like two hours. Right. That's a good time. But music festivals, it's just too long, and people try too hard, and it becomes oh, a whole sure. thing. And people are on their phones like extra hard, which I hate oh, at concerts. God. So. It's uh, it's not really for me. So I, I commend you for trying. Thank you. Uh, but th- but I, I re- also respect the humble bragging going on. Right yeah, now. there was a lot of that. No, I, I swear it wasn't. I have a question. So <laughs> w- when you say you went in, like, do you get a? T- do you have to buy tickets to certain acts, or does the ticket get you in for all of the acts? So I had a weekend wristband pass, but you okay. have to buy passes. You can also buy passes like per day. So the lineup comes out, and it's like Friday is going to be you know Post Malone, Bruno Mars, The National, like all of these different bands. So and obviously. They stagger them. It's not like all one type of bands one day. So they want to encourage you to buy the weekend pass, which is more expensive, which is what I did, which was dumb. But um, no, I just love, by the way, Tom, as you were talking about your outfits and that, like, I was wearing like a bodysuit and jorts, like trying to be young, and you're wearing like, a Tommy Bahama outfit, like aging yourself like a middle aged dad. 
My vibe is my vibe. You know, don't hate on my teeth. It's your aesthetic. Um, yeah. you know, but for all the annoyances that came with it, there was really only two acts I really wanted to see. Gold Link, which I saw on Saturday. He was awesome. And Post Malone. And yeah. I, I knew Post Malone would be, you know, one of the hottest shows, especially once I realized all the tweens were there. And... So we went first to see James Bay perform because Post Malone was then on the stage afterwards. And there was obviously like less people at James Bay than there would be at Post Malone. So as soon as he was over, we kind of got like bum rushed close to the stage and we were packed so thick you couldn't move. So for hours before Post Malone came on, I was stuck in this spot and couldn't move but then he came on and it was honestly one of the best shows i've ever seen he absolutely killed it and it was so fun so that one show alone made the weekend worth it made all of you know me feeling old and watching young teens and crop tops like foam at the mouth worth it let me ask i got a question here we go so what were you pre-gaming and then what were your what was your drinking situation during the concert okay you couldn't move yeah so this is again how old i am is that i was like "Mm, i don't really want to drink that much because of the heat situation don't want to be dehydrated you know i'm not trying to get like a leg cramp later i'm going out with my girlfriends (laughs) for dinner honestly i had one beer before post malone and then i had two waters with me like i brought them to post so i was only one i was like fully sober for post malone and then afterwards it was such a mess getting out of there i was so stressed my anxiety was on a 10 and i was like i need a drink so i met up with my girlfriend stephanie and she knew a guy that was working a stand and he gave me this jumbo carafe of rose that i proceeded to down before bruno mars and michelle is back at home and she's back (laughs) i don't think i've ever been to a concert sober in my life what never ever Reese Pops is, is an event guy. He, you know, he pregames, he drinks during, like, he, it's less about what's even going on, more about just it's an excuse for him to have a good time and drink. You're right. You're right. Totally. Yeah. It's an event. Yes. That's a good call for Rudy. Yeah. So I could, I could see that. But I mean, Michelle, like that's, so how did you, like, you, there's people surrounding you. Yes. I mean, how do you know Post Malone, or is this kind of like your first go through of his catalog? Oh no, I'm very familiar with the catalog. Okay, Beer bongs and Bentleys is my jam. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great album. Great, awesome. great album. I'm, I'm also interested in how was he live because he's he seems to be like an for the way he looks, which is obviously ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, he's like a good singer, right? Sneaky good. At one yeah. point, you guys, he sat on a stool pulled out a guitar and did like an acoustic guitar singing version of a song. It was un- he was great. And he was telling stories and interacting with the crowd and at one point he like stopped at the band so he could light a cigarette and he's nice. like smoking a cig, singing and rapping, smoking a cig, doing the guitar. He was it was just exactly what you would want out of a Post Malone concert. Well, I have a Post Malone story as well. You do? Whoa. Yes. So I was in Montreal this past weekend for a bachelor party, which is why I am probably under the weather right now because oh, eight, yeah. eight hours, eight hours of sleep in three days probably is catching up to me. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd go ahead and say that's a fair <laughs> assessment as to why you're sick. Yeah. yeah. So the the last night we were there, you know, as you do in Montreal, you're heading up the gentlemen's club, and we hit up one of the nicer ones. In the area, it's a smaller one, but it's a very classy. Really respectable. And mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very, very respectable establishment. Uh, I wish I could drop the name of it right now, but it's French, and I would completely butcher it. Okay. 
so I walk in and I look to my right and there's Post Malone sitting at a table, private table. Uh, he's got like seven to ten dancers in the <laughs> booth with him. He has private security and he's got like a few boys in there and they have like 20 bottles on the table, not even exaggerating. And he's just throwing hundreds at these girls. So, and, uh, what day yeah, is this? he was just chilling. This was Saturday night. So you're telling me I saw Post Malone on Friday in Chicago at Lollapalooza and he like hops on the jet to hit up a Montreal strip club on Saturday. Yep. That's the, the, that's place that. to move. Well, there was, there was also a, a music festival in Montreal ah. that weekend. I think it's called Oceaga. So it's possible that he was either attending that or was a part of it. And he was just having himself a, a nightcap. Did you um, go up to him? You didn't so, say what's up? Yeah, did you say what's no, up to a Post? Few, a few of my buddies tried to. One of my buddies dapped him up, apparently. And I didn't see it. Uh, like, some, yeah, like allegedly one dude, dapped him up. Yeah, exactly. One dude tried to snag a pick. I think that wasn't really kosher because we're at a strip club. And that's already against the rules. Like, taking your phone out of a strip club is already, like, don't do that. Uh, but yeah, we sat like two tables away from them, but uh, granted our table was just like a crappy metal table, you know, off to the side. His was like a legit booth, but we were, we were very close to Post Malone for a while. What does his crew so. look like? Yeah. Great question, Saruti. They all, they all look like him. No way. Face tats and grills? Yeah, all, all the dudes that were with him looked exactly like him, except they didn't have long hair. Other than that, they all hair. looked like him. Wow. They had all tire tattoos. I didn't get a close look at the tat because of the, you know, the lighting and it's a little dark, you know. But yeah, they essentially looked exactly like him. You guys don't like his background at all. A little yeah, bit. Been, yeah. Aren't his parents like rich uh, or something? Or he's from Dallas, right? Or the Dallas area? Stand by for Google. I feel like that's a thing, and like he's like pretty, like he he you know he grew up pretty rich, I believe. Oh, I mean, to be wait. honest with you, I can't believe that music comes out of his body and face i know you would never guess it wait can i just <laughs> read this to you you guys um so sure. post was born in syracuse new york all right uh knock immediately on you know saruti right mm, not a fan not a fan yeah i um, hate i hate syracuse as well okay so here's the sentence when post was nine years old he and his family moved to grapevine texas after his father <laughs> became the manager of concessions for the dallas cowboys there we go. yeah 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 wow all right sports connection what's up Cowboys fan. All right. I love That's that. a weird job. Yeah. yeah but uh, you're the oh, head of speak- concessions. It's probably legit. Like, probably Speaking of concessions, Michelle, uh, the food at Lollapalooza wasn't good? Because that's one thing about music festivals I've always heard was like legit awesome. Was, was, uh, the food trucks and stuff like that. Did you at least get to have like a sick pulled pork sandwich or something like that? I did not. Um, I had one day some tacos and they were average at best wow yeah that's upsetting i know that truly is upsetting but you have to think about this okay like it was so hot and you're so crowded okay some of the offerings there, like first of all i'm not a fan of deep dish pizza it's not pizza it's like deconstructed lasagna like let's call it what it is so i'm not about (laughs) to like get down on deep dish pizza in the heat outside i think that the main problem for you with this whole experience is you just weren't hammered if you were hammered, we'd have a whole different story. Yeah, it sounds like you sort of just like half, you know, bleeped it a little bit. You can say half-assed, Saruti. <laughs> it sounds like you just sort of half-assed it, if we're being honest. Like, there wasn't yeah. really a plan. You, you, 
you didn't really because I feel like you got to go all in and be like either we're gonna get weird or we're not gonna get weird. Yeah. Like when you go yeah, there, yeah. you got to get weird. Yeah, but or like else you're gonna be like the one sober person, and then like kids are gonna look at you and be like, "Who's this?" Like you know, I guess like I guess they thought you were young, but who's who's this mom right, walking yeah. around here? Right. So I didn't know what to anticipate. So I, you know me, I always have a plan. So I couldn't make the the plan to get weird because I got there. I certainly in my mind was like, yeah, we're gonna have some beers and we're gonna listen to Post Malone and this is gonna be dope. And then you get in and you're like, oh my god, these teenagers. I'm concerned. Are they hydrated? <laughs> I am I hydrated? Oh my god. I'm stuck in this crowd. I can't move now. I'm starving. You know what I mean? It's not really like a plan you can make because. Why were you worried about anyone else other than yourself? <laughs> So, Rudy, as I'm walking up after I was told that I was a college kid again, which, you know, whatever, there, there were so many kids on the outskirts, like uh, sitting on curb, throwing up. There was one girl yeah. passed out. She was literally like foaming at the mouth and four of her friends oh, and a God. medic were carrying her like across the way. This is as I'm entering on Friday, which yeah, is you know day what, Michelle, two. I'm sure she had a great time. And, you know, if she's alive, she would have been more open about it. <laughs> you would have also been throwing up, foaming at the mouth on the sidewalk, <laughs> getting carried away by your friends in a, in a pair of I, I can't imagine Michelle ever getting to that level. Uh, not foam at the mouth. That, but that's no. what I'm saying, that level. Yeah, no way. No, one time though. I, during, wouldn't want, I wouldn't want you to. One time during football block once, which was uh, at Illinois, our football team was never good. So all the fraternities and sororities, instead of tailgating, would meet at bars and you'd party from like 8 a.m. until kickoff. And then most of us wouldn't even go to the games. Shout out Illini. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's like a long day. You know what I mean? Especially if you... Oh, day drinking's exhausting. Oh, my God. It's, especially if you happy hour the night before. It's just too much. It's too much. So there was an instance once where I may have fallen asleep on a lawn. Uh, hey, it happens wow. to the best Yeah. Of Not my finest moment, but I did it. We should have a... We should do a in the future, like, a segment on, like, weirdest place you fell asleep drunk, like, in a non, like, sexual way. What's yours? I have a pretty good story. Now you have to... Now we're doing it now. <laughs> What's yours? I passed out on a trampoline, which was actually okay. pretty awesome because it's soft and it was like I just I just fell asleep on my friend's trampoline like overnight one time. Oh, overnight? And yeah, oh yeah. I you know I don't know what time I went to sleep some at some point in the early hours of the morning and I just woke up and you know the sun was beating on my face and I was like oh like I'm on a trampoline and it's kind of wet and there's leaves on it. Uh, but it was actually kind of a decent night of sleep because it was pretty comfortable. Yeah, actually, oh, if, of all the places that you could fall asleep drunk, a trampoline yeah. is not the worst. I also woke up once. Um, this was in Staten Island at Wagner University. Shouts out. Uh, Wagner, woke, what's uh, up? Yeah, it's a weird school. It's kind of like Hogwarts, but not as cool. Oh, um, all right. I woke up uh, on the wrong floor on somebody else's couch, uh, and everyone knew my name, but I didn't know anyone in the room. Oh, wow. weird. Yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah, yeah the freeze oh, I'm sure that's like up. a you know that's a story that you probably have many times over. Yes, Tom, what's yours? Um, for the sake of the continuity of time of this podcast, I think that we should pass on me for now. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, a deep tease. We'll revisit it right, next cool, time. Cool, cool. The, yeah, sure. We'll deep tease uh, my top five places I passed. Oh, top out five! Oh my god, we'll do a countdown. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, mine was for sure either the lawn of a. Uh, senior house, a frat house when I was in college. By yourself? 
Yeah, for nobody sure. Just, nobody helped you out? They just kind of left you on the lawn? No, they went next door, and then they came back and were like, we're going to Cadoba. And I was like, where am I? Oh, the lawn of the Pike House? Like, what? Um, so the other one was, you know how sorority girls, not to paint this with a broad brush, but for Halloween, usually like to dress a little risque? Mm. Not my friends and I. We always thought it was hilarious <laughs> to dress as dumpy as possible for Halloween. Like one year we dressed as ghosts with sheets. We like painted our faces white and we had camelbacks under our sheets and got really drunk and would jump out at people. Anyway, it was like a whole thing. We were trolls one year and then one year we were Smurfs and we painted our whole faces and our bodies blue. Um, it was amazing. But my senior year. I could see Smurfs being hot. No, they were not hot. It no, was. I could see Tom's thing. Smurfs can be hot. You didn't maybe make them hot, but they could be hot. Smurfs can yeah, not Smurfs. be hot. Yeah. Smurfs could be hot. Oh, my sure. God. They're small. They're blue. I mean, there's nothing. They have weird hats, you know, and like white gloves. There's nothing hot about a Smurf. Mm, I think you can make a Smurf. Mm. I think you didn't try enough. You didn't try hard enough. I mean. This is just your lazy Halloween activities. It was not lazy at all. Wait until I will send you guys the photo and I will post it to my Instagram. Um, you can pretty much make anything hot. I mean. Not a Smurf. I can promise you, you cannot yeah. make a Smurf. Hat. I remember Van, one, of, one of Van Pelt's funniest lines of all time was that he wanted to go as a slutty Jason Mott for Halloween. Jason Mott, like the pitcher. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Wait. What? Yeah, that was a thing. Okay, slutty Jason Mott. Point uh, being that you could make anything hot for Halloween. No, you can't. You can't make Jason Mott slutty and hot. Mm, that beard is pretty legit. Yeah, that is a great beard. You're right, but I mean, slutty? How? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Easy. Let's keep, let's keep the PG, guys. Yeah, totally. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Wrapping it back up. So my senior year, we went to Smurfs for Halloween. I believe it was. Anyway, um, I was in a sorority. Sororities and fraternities, your senior year, live in this area called Senior Land. And it's like all these different houses, like on one side of campus. And so my Original ha- name. Totally. Senior Land. Wow, I believe it was so called lame. that. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> so my, but all the houses had name. Our house had 11 girls in it. There was a house next door to us with 15 girls, the Gamifies. So on the other yeah, side of us was the Fidelts, and there was 15 dudes, and it was called, um, God, what did they call it? The Nut House or the, the Looney Bin. Oh, my God, they called it the Looney Bin because those guys were wild. These names are, are poor. <laughs> oh, that's why they <laughs> yeah, called I mean, it that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was like creative genius, but it was the Looney Bin. Um, so anyway, I came home. Passed out on the couch at what I thought was my house, 908 and a half Oak Street. And it was actually 908 Oak. So my friend and I passed out on the couch of the Looney Bin, and all the fight outs roll in at like 2 a.m. And there's these blue painted Smurfs on the couch. Oh, this was Smurf Night. Like, Yo, check out these hot Smurfs. Except they're not hot. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, looking forward to yours, Tom, because I'm sure they're going to be great stories. Well, let's keep this moving because I put out the call to action yesterday on Instagram um, at M. Smallman saying that we were going to tape this post-show pod today. And if anyone had any listener questions and the listeners delivered. I mean, we have got some great questions. So I want to kind of roll through these if you guys don't mind. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Any, so I'm excited. This is like spontaneous. Oh, word and i got some on twitter too if we have time at the end question yeah. number one this is one of my favorites it's from aaron he says michelle love the post show pod so happy you guys get to keep doing it my question is was there a lot of dating between espn members and did mm. people try to set anyone up including you ryan or tommy freeze pups thanks like if i'm speaking generally like yeah there's you know people date people here like whether it's on air or behind the scenes or whatever um i have never personally had anyone set me up or try to set me up with someone who worked here but i did have someone who worked here set me up with someone who didn't work here 
Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Your fiance worked at ESPN. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't date her. Yeah, but I didn't date her. Be, like I met her almost outside of ESPN. It's actually very strange. Um, was she no longer with ESPN when you met her? No, she was, but I didn't meet her like at work. You know what I mean? But still, there's the work connection. Is how you met her. So for you of all people to be like, meh, it's kind of average. You are literally marrying someone yeah, that you know. You're the worst example. Of but it. here's the thing: I didn't ever. I guess I never would have seen her at ESPN. I saw her like I met her at through people. I guess through ESPN, but never really at ESPN. I would have never seen her here, and no one certainly helped, like set her up with me because of ESPN. You know what I mean? Sure, but the circumstances of yes, the my, network put my you two fiance together. worked at ESPN. No longer does. Sure. But I, I literally never saw her when I worked here or when she worked here. Because right, um, if you don't work at radio, you don't yeah, leave like, Building 2. Exactly. Yeah. We're in a bubble. Like, I don't like, I don't know yeah. anyone outside of Building 2, which is where the radio building is. Right. Tom, what about you? Did you ever hook up with anyone at work? Slash, were you – did someone try to set you up with anyone at work? Um, so I was never set up with anyone at work, but I definitely dated uh, a few ESPN employees. Oh, uh, just casually, ne- you know, n- never girlfriend level, cool. but there was there was there was dating, yeah, you know, casual stuff. But but to the point of you know dating at ESPN, you're kind of in a bubble um, in that area. It's almost like you're there for college, so. Mm-hmm. You know, it, who else are you going to go on dates with unless you're just not going to go on dates? So it's sort of a situation where it's kind of the only group of people that's around. I mean, you can go out to West Hartford and kind of try and do your thing there, but uh, I don't really love that crowd too much. And then a, a lot of times you'll be out in West Hartford and those people will just be ESPN people. So, right. Um, yeah, so you're inevitably going to go on dates with people from ESPN because that's the only young people that are around. And you if probably that makes both sense. work terrible hours together and yeah. sort of work. Exactly. You 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 both have random days off. Although one of the girls I went on a few dates with, she had like a nine to five job from like North Campus. Oh no, um, it's not a yeah. So that, they're kind of a whole different animal. They oh they God. run they run the normal like business hours. But yeah, exactly like. Most of the people have, like, random days off. Like, the big night for me, as I, you guys might remember, the big night for me working at ESPN was Mondays. Like, we always used to get, have, like, a mini party at my house on Mondays for the longest time. Like, that was yes. that was my night to shine. Steve and I did um, not go. No, right. Well, on that. Yep. <laughs> well, that was, well, it was only because that was the night that everyone else had off. No, I get so that. So I would make it a point to get, because, you know, they're, like, my friends. So I was like, well, looks like we're going hard on Mondays. Yeah. Um, yeah, North Campus, by the way, is the tundra. You're like, oh, you work yeah. at North Campus, bummer. Yeah, <laughs> they have a nice re- calf, though. They do have a nice calf, you're right. I've heard that, yeah, but it's just, like, it's cubicle land. Like, there's nothing over there, and you don't get to see all the cool right. stuff that's actually at ESPN. Right, you know? right. It's boring. Um, so I always, I get this question a lot actually, and I always try and explain it kind of like you guys did about ESPN. I say, imagine putting a billion dollar corporation in literally the middle of nowhere and then having all these like-minded transient people in that place. So you're not really going to meet locals that you're going to hang out with. So you're like all these people that you work with become your social life, right? They become your friends. You go out with them. So it's natural that people are going to date. The whole ESPN thing is really incestual. Everyone kind of hangs out with each other and knows each other. It's almost like high school in in that type of way. Um, 
But I never dated anyone at work. No one ever tried to set me up with anyone at work. However, my role in my later years at ESPN became like I would go down to the calf with, you know, Steve or whatever for lunch. And I'd saddle up to the salad line and girls would come up to me and be like, hey, so you uh, work on Rissell and Canal, right? And I'd be like, yeah, that's me. I'm the producer. And they'd be like, so Rissella, like what's his deal? Like, what's his deal? So I never became someone that someone wanted to set me up with, but I was the girl that every girl came to that was interested in Ryan. I feel like whenever, like, anyone's trying to figure out, like, what Ryan is or what, you know, what his dating situation is, that's the perfect question. Yo, what's his deal? Yeah, what's his deal? Because it is a perfect question. It's a perfect question. What is his deal? And I would be like, yo, I don't know what the deal is. Can I just order my food? Like, we're trying to get a chopped salad. I'm trying to get this salad before we have our show meeting. Like, I'm starving. You know, it was just so funny how many girls would like slyly come up to me and be like, so, Rosillo, have you seen anyone? Like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, his office is down the hall. If you're interested, just go in there. He's going to be reading and eating grilled chicken. He's not going to want to talk to you, but shoot your shot. Or just slide in the DMs like a normal human being. Yeah, slide in the DMs. Why not? Hey, hey, happy belated birthday to our friend Ryan Rosillo. That's true. Sunday, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. It was Sunday, yeah. Steve, do you know how Tom knows that it was Rosillo's birthday? <laughs> I don't. Because our old buddy Jens tweeted it to him. Yes! Let's go! <laughs> Oh, so um, I, I feel badly because if someone's listening to this, they have no idea what we're talking about. But one of the <laughs> biggest inside jokes with the post show pod squad is about a guy at work that we nicknamed Jens. <laughs> um, and I don't know if Jens listens to this pod, so we should. Possible. I don't, yeah, it is possible it that he is listens. Pretty possible that he does. So maybe let's not. Out, no, out, I think out, he does. I, I don't know. If, yeah, yeah, what's like? Shouts out to Jens though. Like, what's he up to these no. days? No. That guy is a legend. <laughs> uh, I will say this, though. I think we can reveal this. For the OG post-show pod squad people, I think it was our very first post-show pod, we talked about Watergate at ESPN where Tom oh my God. had a huge jug of water trying to stay hydrated, <laughs> and it got spilled in the studio. So then food and water were banned from the studio. So we're in these studios for hours a day. All of us were parched. We're dehydrated. We had headaches because we couldn't drink water. It, was it like, actually sucked. It sucked. It was such a problem. Uh, actually, it probably still is a problem, right, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, listen, I don't know if any of our bosses listen to this, so I could probably say this. No, I just meant you still can't drink in the studio. Yeah, but like, I, you know. You can go in the hallway. There are ways. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> contraband. Yeah. Um, but actually, Tom took all the heat for the water because it was his water, but it was not yeah. Tom that knocked over the water. It was Jens. Yeah, it really wasn't your yep. Well, it was, if, uh, if we're doing blame pie, it was probably like, mm, I don't know, maybe 20, 25% your fault. And the rest was Jens. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know we have other questions to get to, so I, I'll just say my piece quickly. I took a nice, long sip of water. It was a good bottle, too. I remember it. Oh, it was great. Was the my Nalgene bottle. Yeah, the Rosillo Nalgene. It, it was a nice, long sip. I had the ice cubes and everything going. It was great because I had gotten I had gotten the water from the fountain in the calf. I thought you said this was going to be quick, Tom. Come on. Yeah, and that that was a good tip. I put it down, and I I had to respond to an email quick before I put the cap back on. And then he reached over me to grab a blue card, which instead of just asking me to hand him a blue card, and he hit the bottle with his stomach, and it spilled all over the back counter, which is worse than spilling the water on the board. 
and it screwed up everything for like an hour and a half before the show. And I didn't think things were going to work up until like a minute before we were on the air. But somehow everything ended up working fine. All right, next question. This one comes from Charlie. It says, you guys seem like such good friends, and it seems genuine. We all know what happens between friends, though. They get on your nerves. What's the one thing that annoys you the most about each other? And I'm going to let Saruti, who's the most annoyable out of the group, go first. What annoys Uh, you about Tom and I? I would say your blatant homerisms. Like, you're you're both pretty big homers. Wow. Uh, Jeez. Oh, yeah. that stings. Yeah. Listen, I'm being I'm, honest. I'm surprised you did the same for both of us. I know, That's, me well, too. Yeah, I'm just tired of hearing about how awesome St. Louis is. And then, Tom, you're just like the biggest Homer Boston fan that there is. <laughs> Michelle's is more about just the city in general. Yeah. And I've never been there, so I can't speak to it. You need to come. Um, there are certain people who work here at ESPN that don't believe uh, St. Louis is a very nice place. But yeah, well, they're I've, lame. Never, I've never been there. Um, but I, you know what? Actually, specifically the thing, Michelle, that I, that used to like just like get me going was when you would talk about the Rams and the move to L.A. Because I would argue with you that like it made a ton of sense. Like, yes, it sucks for you in St. Louis, but like it made sense financially to move to L.A. And I don't think we ever saw eye to eye on that. So every time that thing would come up, it would just, like, reopen wounds. Totally. So, like, just to be clear, corruption makes sense to you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You're triggering her so You're hard right my now. Point. You're literally proving my point. Then you'll say some snide comment. Because you're hurt, and it hurt because you got left. But, no. Like, it no, because sense. it is corrupt and literally <laughs> illegal, and the city is going to oh sue them and win. God. Like, See, why this, the guy like, like, why? Did I just prove I proved You did. I, I don't even did. care, though. I, I will wear that all day long. <laughs> like, you aren't looking at it from an actual logical standpoint. You're yeah. just thinking, like, oh, LA, big market. Like, no, that's not how that works. The if franchise you, is, like, worth double what it was worth in St. Louis. So okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. Let's. This is going to go on forever. So, so that's what annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. And Tom, like you were just the most obnoxious. You are the most obnoxious Celtics Patriots fan. For sure. So I appreciate that. Uh, Patriots preseason tonight, baby. Yeah. And I know you take I know you wear that with pride. So I'm not even insulting you, really. I will say, though, one of my proudest moments of Tom is when Chris Long came in studio and Tom maintained composure. Yeah, that's that right. I didn't ask him a single question. I know. I was proud of you that day. All right, Tom, uh, you're up next. What annoys you about Steve and I? So, honestly, Saruti, you stole the one I was going to say for Michelle, uh, the St. Louis thing. So Just team. constantly relating everything back to St. Louis. Yeah. Like, it was, it's almost like every single thing was like, you know the Kevin Bacon game? Like, six degrees of separation, you can trace oh. back to Kevin Bacon. No, you know what it's like? She would do that for St. Louis. You know what it's like? It's like the person who studied abroad in, like, mm-hmm. Australia, mm-hmm. and they come back and everything <laughs> is about Australia. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah guys, exactly. Did you know, like, this is about Australia. And like, yeah, I know. You studied abroad in Australia. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, God forbid I arrive from my city. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, Michelle. It, Michelle it, puts on. It's not like a bad thing, but sometimes, you know, it would be just a random thing. Like, oh, so and so, look, he's up on the TV. You'd be like, oh, did you know oh, that John guy's M. cousin, like, like, yeah, yeah, knew this guy who's from St. Louis? It's like, oh, okay, cool. John Ham, great St. Louis. It's not St. Louis. No, it's St. Louis, and yeah. It feels like it should be St. Louis. Or some people say St. Lunatics if you really want to get with, you know, the Mm. Nelly gang. For Saruti, I would say um, whatever. So I always considered a part of my job in running the board was to set up the TVs. (laughs) 
and have all the TVs be set to certain certain uh, channels. Like, I always like to have ESPN Classic above my head. Uh, I would, and I would always try and have as much live TV on as possible. So if there was an early baseball game, I'd throw it up there, a spring training game, you know, all this different stuff. Uh, so whenever Saruti would change one of my TVs, to a random, meaningless soccer game, mm. that would be when I would be super annoyed. I mean, meaningless, you know, that's uh, <laughs> subjective. But yes, I did do that a lot. And it, honestly, because like, during our show, a lot of the Champions League games were going on. Those are big games. Those are bigger games than anything that was going on in ESPN Classic, like some college basketball game between Pitt and UConn that happened like 20 years ago. <laughs> okay, so you never actually would change the ESPN Classic TV because that would always be kind of above my head. Yeah. It was always the TV that was above your head oh, so where I I'd have like a meaning right in front of me. Or it would be the big TV. <laughs> well, the, of course, yeah, it would be Sometimes it was the big TV. Nothing else was going on during the day. Uh, only our live show. That's <laughs> uh, not that. And our raw feed, that yeah. would be, I'd be like, where's no. the raw feed? Oh, Roma again? Like, come on. Yeah, I would also not work during those games, too, which is good. So yeah. My bad. Yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. And then and then sometimes I would try and change it back when you weren't paying attention. And you, like, subconsciously, it looks like you weren't even thinking. Like, you wouldn't even call me out either. You'd just immediately change it back. Like, you you didn't even want to have the argument. You're like, I'm not the only one that's it back. Like, oh, geez, that's weird. It's changed. I wonder what happened. I'm just going to go back. Because, like I said, I wasn't working on the show those days. I would just, I would be sitting in my seat not doing anything. For sure. Yeah, you'd just be staring up. So, yeah, my favorite is like I'll during the show, they would say something to you and you'd be like, huh? <laughs> well, that would happen a lot too because I would be like, that wasn't always me not paying attention. That would be like, I'd be editing something and Ron would be like, Shruti, what do you yeah. about this? And I'm just like, cool. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. And then cool. I'd, have, on, I'd have to give you like a, I'd have to give you like a 20 millisecond debriefing of what he would be asking yeah. you. Yeah, for sure. And then you and then you'd give like a half answer, and it would always be funny. I would, or you'd just be like, "Yeah, yeah, totally." All right, Michelle, <laughs> your turn. Okay. Um, honestly, my feelings are super hurt because I was going to say that I just love you guys so much that nothing annoys me about both. Uh, of you. No, that's fake. I don't like that. But no, actually, it's kind of true. I was telling Tom yesterday, I will give my answers, though, because I have one. Yeah. Um, all of the things that annoy us about one another were like little things at work about the TVs or like this or that. I mean, I guess for me about writing for St. Louis, that's just a character flaw. But <laughs> it's never like, oh, my God, Steve does this and it's like so annoying. Um, right. But here's mine for you, too. Um, I'll go with who should I go with first? Hmm. Do me. Okay, okay. Steve, you are going to echo this sentiment so well. Anyone that listens to this podcast knows that Tommy Freeze Pops has no filter. And so my biggest annoyance with him is that we would be sitting in the studio just like we are now, BSing, but you have to have some sort of filter because A, there's microphones in there and it can always be a live mic, or B, you never know who's going to walk in. A boss could pop in at any moment. And Tom would just let it fly. (laughs) He would just say whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted, and I would be like, dude, our boss is in the other studio. Like, none of us care, yeah. but we're just trying to look out for you. Yeah, look out for our boy. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a fair, that's a fair critique. Um, okay, and so mine for Steve, I had to think about this. It's weird because this is the thing that would annoy me, but would also be, like, one of my favorite things about Steve. And it's your very, very intense bromance with Rosillo. Ryan and Steve love each other, okay? Like, they are bros. And we would get in these pre-show meetings, right? And we we had, so, like, limited time to discuss content and guests and TV onlys, and we'd be trying to talk about this. And Ryan and Steve would get on this tangent and just be, like, going back and forth. And we'd be like, all right, you two, like, get a room. We've got other stuff we need to accomplish <laughs> yeah, today. 
You know, oftentimes wasn't anything really useful. No, it was not. It would be yeah, like yeah. Sort of like really obscure NBA game stats or something. Yeah, or like something that we just really didn't like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think exactly. Ryan and I bond on our dislike of things. Yeah, I you think- both dislike a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, like I think we – yeah, we don't really – yeah, exactly. Like we we just don't like BS. Like yep. we don't – like we, I like to call things as they are. I don't like people beating around the bush, and I think – I don't like things that are fake, and Ryan is the same way. So we like to, we just enjoy talking about that together. for sure, and uh, a lot of times that would take over the pre-show being. So I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I I enjoyed it honestly. Me too. I that's what I was saying. I loved it, but I would also before the show there were so many things to do, and I felt like we would always forget <laughs> to talk about TV onlys. And we then never talked about yeah. We never. Oh never, god. Never. So for well, the that wasn't my fault. That was because Ryan would just end the meeting. <laughs> Like he, like we would talk, we would put the rundown together. Okay, this is our segment. This is our three-hour show, and then the last thing we would do would be to do the TV onlys, and Ryan would just leave. Yeah, to give people context, we had a three-hour show, four segments per hour. But then after the very first segment each hour, we had a, what is it? A minute twenty, Steve, or two ten? Two ten. Two ten. So we would have in a commercial break a two ten, a two minutes and ten sec second segment of only tv content it was not available to our radio audience so we called it tv only and the you know you had so much to do with the actual meat of the show that those seemed to be things that we never would hash out before and so then you know it'd be like 10 minutes before the show and i would say to steve we never landed on tv only did we and he'd be like oh man we didn't do it so then we're scrambling trying to figure out what video we have and what to do and so that's something that was like a major stress for us like every day tv only was just a lost cause at that you know right you know we didn't care. Ryan didn't care. TV didn't care. No. Did, really you cared. guys don't do those still, do you? No, we get rid of them. I thought so. I thought so. Covered it Covered it up. Nice. All right. Rest, rest in peace. R.I.P. Pour one out for TV only. All right. So Dan Stanzik, producer of Gulick and Wingo, friend of the pod, friend in life, sent in a great question. And I think it's interesting because we'll get the male-female perspective here. So he says he wants to know about barbershop salon etiquette. Do you want to talk when you're there? Are you supposed to talk? What's the proper tip? He says it feels like the three of us would have some level of expertise on this. So as far as talking with the person who's cutting your hair, it really depends on the background relationship you have with that. Like if it's a place that you've gone, I'd say more than twice, then in theory, you should have a little bit of a rapport and that's just going to make your whole experience better. You're just going to be vibing with the person, especially if you like the person. If you've been going to a place and you know, you don't really like them, but they do a good job and it's understood that you guys don't talk, then that's great too. Mm -hmm. What I hate is when you can't go to the person that you normally go to and you have to go to, like, a random supercut somewhere, like a random barbershop, and the person is, like, prodding you to trying to get to know you. And I don't know if it's, like, what they teach you in hairdressing school or barbershop school, but it's so annoying. It's like, dude, we're not friends. I'm never coming back here. And I, you can't really say that as you're sitting down, like, hey, my regular guy couldn't cut my hair, so that's why I, I, I'm here. You just kind of show up, and it's sort of a weird understanding that you think should be there, but maybe isn't, and I hate it. It's just awkward conversation, and you, you just don't want to have it, and uh, so th- that's, that's where I stand on it. Yeah, I would say, so I have, I have the same guy cut my hair. He's been cutting my hair for a while, um, and I... Pretty, I'm like 97% sure he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I could probably just speak pretty candidly on it. <laughs> um, he is he he carries the conversation, which is great because I certainly am not going to carry a conversation. Sure. Um, 
So he'll just talk. He, the thing is, he usually talks about the same things. He talks about his dogs. Um, he used to be a magician, so he talks about that. Uh, nice. But he cuts my. He, he does a great job cutting my hair, and he edges it the way I want. And like I don't, you know. So it, it's good. But I would say, like, you know, I don't. I'm I'm not a big fan of just like having conversation to have conversation. Like, and I'm Stanzik, the one who is who asked this question, who's the producer of Golden Wingo. Like, I imagine he's kind of the same, same way. way. I'm not a big small yeah. talk guy. So except for this, right. I'm sort of there to have something done. Now, if 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 you get along with the barber, that's that's all well and fine, and it makes the experience easier. But I feel like there shouldn't be some sort of obligation to just have this conversation that neither of you really care that much about. You're just doing it because mm. you feel like you should be talking. And right. I, so I don't subscribe to that. Like I said, my barber is the one that's going to carry the conversation, and I don't really mind it, so that's fine. But I don't feel like there should be any pressure on you to like you know make the make the experience interesting it's just like you're there to get your hair cut and if you happen to like each other and have a conversation if not then just leave in a half an hour and, and hope the haircut worked out well i just had to go to a random barber and uh i showed him a picture of my hair because i've been going through the hair thing yeah, you recently you know having having long hair i've always had a buzz cut my whole life long hair, i showed him a picture i said this, this is what i want was he it says, a picture okay, of yeah Steve? for sure <laughs> no, my hair is definitely different from Serenity. That's that's messed up. Uh, so I show him pick. He's like, "Yeah, sure, I can do that. I do that all the time." And he just messed it up horribly. It's way shorter than it should be. Yeah. So at the end, you know, he he turns the chair straight, and we look at the mirror together. He goes, "So, how do you like it? Did I go too short?" Oh man, because he definitely knew he went too short. And what am I supposed to say? Yes, you did go too short. Yeah. Pick up the hair off the ground and glue it well, on no, my you head. just say, hey, dude, like, not your best effort. <laughs> I will not so be no, back. I just, but I, I just wanted to get out of there as quickly as possible because I was so pissed. Right. So I was just like, yep, you did fine. And I got up and I left. I gave, yeah. him, I gave him a small tip. Yeah, I feel like he, he, the fact that he asked the question in that way, he probably knew. Right. Wasn't, you know, wasn't like, why even ask, you know? That's what happens right, though, when, you go, right. like, when you don't go to your regular barber, though. That's why you got to right. like, make, make appointments in advance. My my, my adult, person dude. my my person was on vacation, Sharuti. Oh, oh my god! You couldn't have waited a week. Yeah, like grow up, Tom. No, I had to get a haircut before Montreal, bro. I had to look fresh. Mm, okay, for well, Post Malone. Instead, it was just too short. Can I give you the female perspective on this? Okay, for sure. So, other than like your boyfriend or husband or whatever, and obviously your family and friends, in most women's lives, your hairdresser is the single most important important yeah. relationship you have okay the three of us have talked about this a lot there are girls that are hair pretty okay mm-hmm. hair can make or break a female if you have a great haircut a great color it can accentuate volume volume curls whatever it may be that works for you everything works different for different people it can make or break your look and when you find someone that can execute that look and or different looks that you want and make you look good, you have to maintain that relationship. For instance, when I moved to the East Coast, I have a friend who works at Bumble and Bumble in New York in the meatpacking district. And she was like, hey, come in here. I was like, I need a hairdresser. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I'm just shouting <laughs> them out because I'm obsessed. So she's like, yeah, you should come here. Go see this girl. You know, I'll, I'll tell you who to go to, whatever. So when women go to the salon, it's not in and out. It's not 15 minutes. You're in there for hours. It's an experience, right? So I would go in there in the morning. They have coffee, breakfast. They serve you while you're sitting there. You bring pictures. You talk about what your aesthetic's going to be, what kind of look you're trying to pull off. I would go for a cut and a color. I would be there for 
three hours. So, yes, Marcy, my colorist, shout out Marcy. She's amazing. Uh, I know all about her. I know about her upcoming wedding. And, you know, she knows about my life. And, you know, you know, William, who would cut my hair, Instagram friend, you know, like you become really close with these people and you need to be close with them because if your face is the window, the hair is the drapes and there's nothing like a shoddy drape situation. No, I agree. I mean, hair pretty is, is a thing and it's honestly like a big boost if you don't have something going on for you. But I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's definitely different for guys and girls, but like I, I here's an interesting thing. And I want to throw this out there. This might be somewhat controversial. This is a, this is a, a black white thing too. I feel like, like I don't go to like a barber shop mm-hmm. in the way that like LeBron's barber shop thing and his show is a thing mm-hmm. where right. like guys, mm-hmm. you know, probably mostly black guys go to barbershops and like and know them and it's like a community type thing and it's totally. just a really cool environment like i don't have that right. i don't think I, I i don't i don't and i would like to have that i feel like that would be cool but it's not really like a thing in west hartford connecticut unfortunately i also think though like the barbershop vibe is very akin to like a, a women's salon vibe you know what i mean like when you go to a barbershop like that it's an experience but i also feel like they're talking yeah they're talking sports yeah like there's always the crazy guy that's there now this is just from the movie barbershop so who knows this could all be made up but <laughs> But, <laughs> this are, these are generalizations yeah, listen, based off a movie exactly, called Barbershop. Totally but I have you're, seen you're some sounding shorts. so white right now. It's fantastic. Yeah, listen, I'm, I don't claim to not be white. So here we are. <laughs> Wait, Steve, you're white. Huge if true. Shocker. Huge so, if true. Um, so I don't know. Like if I was put in that position where it was something cool like that, where everyone sort of knew each other and it yeah. was like this big community thing, like maybe maybe I would feel differently about it. But I don't, and I sort of just go there. I'm in and out in half an hour, hopefully. And this, I know this guy cuts my hair well, so I'm just going to kind of put up with whatever conversation we're going to have. Yeah, I mean, I totally get that, and that's what the salon experience is like. Like, I can't – there's so many layers to what makes the salon experience great, okay? You get a beverage. You're getting snacks, like at least at my specific one. Yeah, you drink, you drink like, champagne and stuff, right? Oh, my God. You get, like – you can get whatever you want there. It's amazing. Then you have someone, like, wash your hair for you, and it feels so good. They're, like, massaging your scalp. Mm. Then they're going to – then, you know, they put in your color, your balayage or whatever, and you have to sit there for however long. And so you're reading a book leisurely. You're just going through – you could read magazines. You're chatting with people. Then when you're done, they give your hair a blowout. They style it. When you you never look better than when you leave a salon. Sometimes I would make plans that night based on what day I would go to the salon. I'd be like, okay, Saturday's going to be the big night out because I'm going to Marcy, getting the color touched up, going to get a blowout. We know it's popping. We're going out on Saturday night. So I'm a strict like shower after I go to the. Oh my god! What? Too. No, I would buy specific. There's like hair everywhere. Okay, for dudes maybe. Don't you wear the smock? Yeah. Yeah, but it's still, no. Like, I, sh- I shower after stuff. every haircut. Yeah. Oh, not girls. No way. I I leave that that hair looking the way it can for as long as possible. Yeah. We will dry shampoo it. We will figure it out. <laughs> Honestly, I would even. This is how insane I am. Sometimes I would go to Soul Cycle and like at seven a.m. so that I could go to the salon and get my hair blown out and not have to work out like later that day or on Sunday. Wow. I know. That's dedication. I know, it really is. Um, well, anyway, and, you know, as far as tip goes, if you have a relationship with your hairdresser or your colorist, like, you got to hook them. You got to go 20, 25%. Oh, yeah, if it's a good job. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap. All right. Well, Saruti, we know that you have to go. So before we do, uh, we have, just like every episode, encouraged everyone to head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the pod if you enjoy it. So I'm going to read quickly three reviews from listeners that I think you guys oh, will enjoy. Um, I'm going to get ripped again. No, you won't. You won't. I promise. Not this time. 
Uh, this one says, cool, nobody cares. A great listen at work. It says, five stars, love the former Rosillo crew sneakily superseding their former show host? I think so. Steve and Freeze Pops are great regulars. Yeah, let's nice go. Nice. Look at that. Confidence boost for you. Right? There we go. All right. Um, but I don't think that we're superseding our former no, show host. I <laughs> I mean, yeah, I completely disagree with him. Like, I appreciate the praise, but no. I mean, that that is high praise, but, like, let's be realistic here. Um, this one is from Jamel Hill, not, it said. Title is PSP4L, and then it says, five stars, Love the show, was a big post-show pod fan, so hearing Michelle, Cerruti, and Tom back together is great. What about getting Canela as a guest would be oh, a great man. episode? Yeah. You know, I would be a hundred percent down for it. He's a busy guy, so we you know we'll see what what the deal is. But he seems to I don't he seems to just be burning bridges left and right. Canal? Um, yeah. I was texting with him yesterday morning. Well, no, no, I'm not saying with us, oh. just with like people. Like, oh, I think okay. a lot of people are just sort of, you know, I don't know. Just the word on the street here is like, oh, Danny, like he's still doing, you know, uh, like SEC hate. Yeah. Um, Should we get I him on the Danny. pod to discuss? I would 100% love to talk to Danny because um, I haven't in a while and I love Danny because um, I'd love to ask him about it. Well, we will. Um, so I texted him yesterday because we have these big TVs in our studio here um, and Rosillo was on Get Up all week. So I had one of the TVs tilted towards me and I was watching him on there, which was great. And they did a segment that I hadn't seen before because I've never really watched that show in totality called My Favorite Athlete of All Time Right at This Moment. And I texted Canel and I go, True or false? That is a straight ripoff of Go to the Week. Wow, <laughs> Ray! <laughs> right Ray tell, just stole it. Tell me that isn't Go to the Week? My that favorite athlete week. of all time, right at this moment, it's Go to the Week. That is yeah, got to call out Ray yes. for that. Yeah, Canel was fired up. He was like, "It's totally Go to the Week." And so then we were texting. I told him he has to come segment. on the pod. Yeah, fire. So we will get Canel on the. We're gonna get Rosillo and Canel on the pod at some point. We just have to figure out logistics with the four of us. That's the problem. Um, okay, last one. This is from Frank Underwood. Shout out um, House of Cards. It says, excellent waste of time. Five stars. I love to be able to listen to the gang gab about regular everyday stuff that doesn't get too serious and you don't hear everywhere else. Very fun, lighthearted, and relaxing. I never heard the post-show pod, but this makes me think I should have. You absolutely should have done that. Wow. I figured it was just like all people who used to listen to the old one. We're getting new listeners. No, dude. I, I got the numbers. It's way more people than before. What's up? Shouts out St. Louis. Blowing up. Thank you. <laughs> Midwest Michelle coming through with the regionalism here. Midwest Michelle is back. Let's go. Awesome. I have all the links to the old post-show pods. Maybe I'll tweet them out or something. Oh, you should. You should do that. Yeah, or we'll throw we back. Sh- we should, one time, we'll pull different pieces of the post-show pod and revisit topics. Yeah, I mean, I will still text Michelle about things that Rihanna does better than Beyonce. So nothing? <laughs> Literally, I mean, I, it's a bunch of things. Oh, should we also revisit, like, Beyonce getting full creative control over the September issue of Vogue? Uh, that means nothing to me. <laughs> I don't even... That means nothing to me. It's like you thought that was, like, a trump card, and it just, like, wasn't. It <laughs> is a so trump card. Flat. It just shows <laughs> her place in culture and society. No. The September issue of Vogue is the biggest fashion Bible of the year, and they give Beyonce full creative control of the whole mm. issue. She's... Th- her two most recent songs are are just garbage. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Oh, wow. and Rihanna's recent okay, songs. So, oh wait, she doesn't have any. So uh, well, wait, so no we should garbage songs. We should do an updated version of this. There's of really this no debate. need to. I just feel like pushing Michelle's buttons on it. Steve <laughs> knows that there's really only like two or three things that gets me going. It's one if he has positive 
anything to say about the Rams, and two, it's just, he disses Beyonce. Yeah, but hey, you know, Rams looking good this year. It might be uh, surprising <laughs> some people. I'll be like, ugh, shut up. Man, shut Stan it, Steve. Stan buying all of Arsenal? Wow, what a, what a guy. What a power. Already, I'm, I'm still mad at you for saying that you hate the 80s, because I love 80s oh, music. I hate the 80s, yeah. Um, well this was so fun guys as always thanks so much and for those again who haven't done it head over to iTunes subscribe rate leave us a review maybe we'll read it and we're going to connect soon Good night, Boston (laughs) thanks again to Tom and Steve as always it's always great to chat with those guys and thanks to you guys as you heard we're going to continue to read those reviews at the end of each podcast so if you haven't already head over to iTunes subscribe rate leave a review we may read it Um, And again, sorry for missing last week. You know, I learned my lesson heading to Lollapalooza, pretending I'm 17 again. But we will be back in action next week. But until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.